How's it going, guys? Welcome back to the second episode of Outside Industry. My name is Carlos. I'm here with Grace and Winnie the Badger, where we talk about anything from outside the industry. So, first topic that we want to start with today is the change of number one songs over the last few decades, because I think that their significance has changed dramatically, starting with the number one song of Today, which is Last Night by Morgan Wallen? Waylon? I don't know how you say that. I think it's Waylon. So, personally, I've never heard it. I don't know if you guys have. I've heard it like seven times. How popular would you say it is? Uh, I think the radio, you know, oversaturates things. So, I don't know, like, people-wise how popular it is. Right, but, you know, there's, there's those songs that are, like, you know, inescapable. Would you say it's like that? No, because I don't know anybody that like listens to him for. Okay, so I don't think it ha- currently has that much impact on the industry or the culture. And I want to look back at ten years ago, which was "Blurred Lines" by Robin Thicke. That song was everywhere. Could not escape it. Everybody knows that song. It's like how I judge music is like. Something that's, like, S-tier, like, global stuff is if my dad knows it. Because my dad doesn't know anything about pop culture. And my dad knows that song. So it's just, like, people would still talk about it today. Because it's, like, well, that was Robin Thicke's, like, defining song. Like, it was this huge comeback moment. And then it also had the performance that he did with Miley Cyrus at the MTV Awards. It was, like, it was a moment. And he also got, didn't he get sued yeah, he did by the Marvin Gaye's estate, and I think they won. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> if you and, play the songs side by side, they're the same song. And then the rest of this top ten is um, Radioactive, Get Lucky, Can't Hold Us, We Can't Stop, Cruise. With Nelly. Just Give Me a Reason, Come hey, and Get It. Cruise is a decent song. Here's to Never Growing Up in Mirrors. And I would say at least... All those songs are really good. Four of those songs are still like, you know... Can hold up in that shit. Like I, I like most of these songs, but I would say "Blurred Lines," "Radioactive," and "Get Lucky." Like those are like you know, they lasted. And can hold us lasted too. Yeah, but it's just like it lasted for like in different degrees. You know, it's like his biggest song. I still would say is a thrift shop, but "Can't Hold Us" was like a package deal with that. Yeah. So, and then we go to twenty years ago, which. The number one song was American Life by Madonna. Admittedly, I don't know that song, but Madonna is like Madonna, so she doesn't really need an introduction. And it only spent two weeks in number one. Right. And then the second one was In the Club, Sing for the Moment, Bring Me to Life, Ignition, Come Undone by Robbie Williams, Rock Your Body, I'm With You, Clocks, and Somewhere I Belong. I just realized that Avril Lavigne is in both of these charts. I just think that's cool. Um, But, like, 8 out of 10 of these, I would say, are still in the public, you know, perception. That's not the remix to Ignition 2. That's just the remix. I know. That's so weird. I don't think I've ever heard the original. It's not as good as the second. I'm not going to give any more R. Kelly any more airtime on this. So, (laughs) anyways. uh... So, what do you guys think about the transition of number ones do you think that they're still important i don't think number ones are as important 
just because streaming became a thing. Like, because streaming became so heavy that it's kind of hard to be like, oh, this is number one and everybody should listen to it because it's everywhere and you can't escape it. It's kind of like, I can escape I can escape all the number ones right now. Right. I don't think I could. Like, I only know the number one because sometimes my phone be dying and then I'm at work and I'm just like, eh, let's let the radio play. Who cares? Because really the only one of these that is, like, inescapable right now is Flowers. And that came out in, like, what? January? Yeah. Yeah, so. I think so. And maybe. And calm can, down. Maybe, uh, I hear creeping sometimes, but it's not like I, could, I couldn't avoid it type yeah. shit. Because I heard flowers on like two different stations the other day. So, I've never, as far as I know, I've never heard last night. For me, it's like Kill Bill. Yeah. That one, I, like, it's yeah. a good song. It's just overplayed, in my opinion. I think now, like, we we're talking about earlier. Top ones don't matter due to streaming, but I think mostly due to TikTok. If songs yeah. on my TikTok, on my For You page, are vastly different from the songs that you guys might be listening to or the music you guys listen to. I'm not going to lie. All my life, the Lil Dirk song, I'm really shocked that it's number five. Like, I've, I don't know anybody that plays that song, like, seriously. Like, unless if they're listening to the album. But all my life, I think it's just because it's J. Cole. A lot of these songs didn't even come out this year. Like, Cruel Summer by Taylor Swift is in the top 40, and that came out four years ago. You know, Sure Thing by Miguel is in the top 20. Um, And it went up from last week. Yeah. That's the crazy part. Like, it's still ticking upwards. There's a lot of... I don't know. I just think... We are looking at the numbers from Billboard, so I think they might have a different grasp on music. Yeah, I mean, this is just like. No, I think that I think Billboard is the place because they. This is like the 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 most accurate thing you could get. Like this is for, I mean, they have different charts like the Global Two Hundred and you know the album charts. And like they got all the genres. This is what people are playing the most. So. It's really shocking that some of these songs are in the top 100. Like, the baby being in the top 100 is really shocking, because I thought people were done with him. Hillbillies being so low is actually really shocking. Most of this is just, like, the same, like, few artists. I know that's what it usually is, but it's just, like... I don't know, it's just interesting to me what people are listening to. So. Do you think it's it's getting tiring? Because all the big artists are just the big artist and there's nobody else that's going to Oh, I think it's I think it's been tiring because well, especially this year because I am particularly tired of Taylor Swift because I think she is like her and the weekend are the mo- two most oversaturated artists right now because he's just doing it, you know. He's doing collaborations with other artists and he's doing the show and everything, but what they're both doing is like taking these albums that they've recorded years ago and now they're profiting off of them again, like the Die For You remix and all this attention that Starboy's been getting. And then she's releasing, like, all her old records. So it's like you don't get any break from Taylor Swift. <laughs> like, it's like, you know, her, her Taylor's, Taylor's version, version thing yeah. and then she put out the Midnight's album and now she's on tour and then she's going to be putting out, like, the Speak Now thing and, like, I don't even know when it is, but... And then I heard she might be doing a deluxe version of Lover, which came out 2019. And I'm just like, 
there is a point where, like, being popular, like, super popular can, you know, come and bite you in the ass because it's just, like, people are going to be, like, you know, not the, the general public isn't going to care because, you know, most people don't consume music the way that we do, but for fans, it's, like, you can only take so much of the same person before it's, like, okay, I'm just sick of you, and then that might be, like, they don't want to check out your new stuff. That might be great, but it's, like, they just need a break, and then I just think that, you know, I think having space in between albums... There's, like, a sweet spot for it. I would say every, like, two to three years is good. Like, you can do, you know, droplet singles and uh, features in between, but, like, for a whole rollout, I think there needs to be at least a couple years in between. So. That's fair. That's just me. I think the only person that I've seen do, like, a really weird rollout that I really love is Travis Scott. Because he just, he hops on a song with anybody. He's like, hey, yo, by the way, Utopia's coming. Utopia's coming. Utopia is coming. I'm like, bro. What's Utopia? It's his next album. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be his comeback album after the whole, you know, Astro World situation. But he did the same thing with Astro World. He released two albums before he released Astro World, and on both of the albums, it was like, yo, just wait for Astro World. It's gonna be my big <laughs> album. It's gonna be my big album. You know, I'm I'm dropping this. Literally hopped on other people's songs. Literally like, was setting up everything. I think it's like. I don't, if you could look it up, I think it might be, like, one of the biggest, like, budgets for, like, an album rollout. I think for Astro World? Yeah, I think it was, like, in the, like, 20 millions. That's interesting. Because he literally just would, like, hop on songs and, like, I don't know. The rollout for it was so interesting. And it's not even that long of an album. Like, it's an hour long, which isn't, you know, compared to other artists, isn't that that crazy. But he's been promoting it for years hmm. i personally like it when artists do have that like two to three year break between full albums just because it builds hype and which can also could be a good thing but also a bad thing but i really do like how there's artists out there who just like wait two years three years like you know in two years you're gonna get a so-and-so's album or in three years four years you're gonna get an x person's album like you know it you're hyped and within like the year prior, or a couple months, roughly where they release, you know, like they're gonna start releasing promos. Like their Instagrams are gonna be popping. Like you're gonna be slowly fed a whole bunch of singles, or you're just gonna be like a whole bunch of hype for it. Which, like I said, I think is really cool. It builds hype for the album, builds hype for the artist. You're now looking back at their old stuff, seeing how it's correlating to their new stuff. But also, I think if you build up too much hype for something, you're like, oh, this is going to be the best thing ever. You're never going to hear nothing like this. Like, this is crazy, fire, gas. Then the album comes up, and it's not as good as people think. You're just going to be made fun of. Which, I mean, in my opinion, any type of publicity, bad or good, is still good. Nonetheless, because your name is still getting out there. But I think, like, for people who, who are just, like, trying to get some type of fame... Anything is good, in my opinion. I think... So... In terms of business. Like, in terms well, of business, yeah. like, in the public image, obviously... You like, could, like, flip it and make it good. Yeah, like, no you could what. just, like... I mean, you could literally, like, do some, like, terrible stuff. And then people are making fun of you or just kind of, like, just ripping on you for doing it. And then there's that, like, side of the fan base that was like, no, but, like, y'all really gotta listen to the music, though. Yep. Or you could just start making merch that's, like, 
that jokes around with that it. jokes around with it or just hate that's like on bagging on yourself and people are like yo i hate this person uh, this merch specifically is bagging on this person yo i'm gonna buy it i'm gonna cop it and but you made the merch so you're still making money on your haters i think i think it really depends because i think you have to do it the right way because the first person that come to mind when you say it like that is like ugly god and he literally like made a song called f ugly god I don't know if it's been after 10 minutes. I don't want to cuss until after 10 minutes, but... Dude, I said it Oh, fair. Well, he, he made a song called Fuck Ugly God. And, like, literally, like, I was sitting there. I'm like, well, let me listen to this. I listened to it, and I was like, I love the beat. And that was really it. But it was, like, a whole bunch of, like, nah, fuck Ugly God. He a hoe. He got beat up during Halloween. And I'm like, you're trying to do, like, the whole Eminem dissing yourself thing, and it's not really hitting me. And then I think he made merch for it. And don't don't get me wrong, Ugly God's a good, produ- great producer actually. But I don't think he's ever gonna come back in the public eye. I think he's too far down like a rabbit hole of being like I'm just a producer now. Cause I don't think anybody checks out Ugly God. I, I follow him on Twitter, so I know what's going on. But I don't think anybody's gonna check for Ugly God besides you know meme fans. Calling it Ugly God makes a return in 2024. He's not gonna make a return. No, he's not. But if he does, I called it right here on this podcast. I just want to let you know, Soldier Boy is gonna have the biggest comeback of twenty twenty four. Wait, you think Soldier Boy is coming back in twenty twenty four? Like big? Yes. 100%. Why do you think that? Because it's Soldier Boy. He's gonna get mad about something, and he's gonna just gonna come back. Bro, I'm still waiting on the game station he made. <laughs> you know. Don't get scammed. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. I didn't buy it. I wasn't gonna buy it. But I was like, yo, that's kind of funny. I'm just waiting for that still to come out. We watched that uh, interview he did where, like, the full, most of the one where he was talking about Drake, and then we went and watched a clip of how many flows Drake has taken from other people, and it's actually kind of ridiculous how much of his artistry is blatantly stolen from other people. And I'm just yeah. like, I don't, I don't think I can have, like, any respect for this man anymore, like, as just as an artist. Like, I like his music. But him as an artist, I'm like, dude, you're like the you're, you're just the oh, opposite wait, wait. of everything that well, you well, should we, be. We're talking about Drake. We're talking about Drake. We're talking about Drake. No, we're talking about we're talking about Drake because we're, the weekend. What are we talking about? Well, the uh, weekend is no, nah, it's not the same thing. I think Drake, I think Drake is pushed over to a category. I don't know what Drake's goal Drake's, is anymore. Drake's his own category. Of like, what he, though? Cause like, cause you can't say he's a rapper. Like, it, like you, like you, you can make an argument about it. You can make an argument that he's a rapper, but then the ghostwriter stuff comes up. And he's like, know. okay, well, he's an artist. And then if you is take he, his artistry, then it's like because to be an artist, you have to be creative, and he's showing that he is not creative. I mean, I don't know. Some people will argue that he's like interpolating, and that's why it's okay that he's you know stealing flows. But he's lyrics. not giving anyone credit. Like they got writing credits, but it's still like. Nobody would know that unless you are deep in the rap. Like, you have to, like, know the songs that he's, like, stealing from. Like that Soulja Boy song. Yeah. <laughs> What's hiding that? Nobody knows that song about Soulja Boy. No disrespect. Unless you're, like, a Soulja Boy fan. Man, and if you're a Soulja Boy fan, you listen to Lil B. And if you listen to Lil B, what are you doing? It would just no be disrespect. Like, I, don't think, I don't think our fan base is going to be Soulja Boy fans. Yeah, no. What fan base? That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Well... You'll become fans because we cover 
everything. And even Soldier Boy. <laughs> well, it's just because he is I like, like it was He's like I- it was interesting to me like how you know this was. It wasn't influence, I don't think. He just, like, straight up ripped up this this flow from him. And, like, a lot of the stuff he was saying didn't make any sense at all. But, like, this one point, I'm like, you know, he might have been right about Drake. And then we watched the clip where he's, like, they compared flows from other people. And I'm just like, how much of his career is just, like, you know, recycled from other artists? And I'm like, it just, it's interesting to me that I don't, he's definitely not the only person who does it. He's just like the, the most prominent. Yeah. So it makes me wonder like how much of this is going on in the industry and you know, people don't know because they don't have enough musical knowledge. So the person I feel really bad for to this day is still Dram. Because nobody knows that Hotline Bling is supposed to be Cha Cha remix. Did he acknowledge that? When when the Drake, I mean when Drake first dropped Cha when he dropped Hotline Bling, he also dropped back to back. Back to back became real big. Because obviously he was dissing Meek Mill at the time, and everybody was like, "Oh God, is that your world tour or your girl tour? Oh shit!" And then there was like, it's it, it, like literally when it was uploaded, it said Hotline Bling, and then in parentheses it said Cha Cha Remix. And then when it got released on streaming and everywhere else, he took away the Cha Cha Remix part. Yeah. So Dram was kind of like grody. I think Dram recently talked about it and was like pretty upset about it because he was like, "Dude, you like." could have just put that it was like a remix and that would have helped me out a lot especially since he got a grammy for it mm-hmm. like i know that you know we everybody clowns on the grammys and like rightfully so because they are Bro. not the biggest indicator any of those i feel like any of those places are just not a good place to tell what music's at like any of the award shows yeah there's not a single award show that i watch anymore or that, like, if I see, like, oh, so-and-so was nominated, so-and-so was picked for this category, like... It's really kind of meaningless. You know? Didn't, it wasn't, like, Sam Smith who won a, like, BET award? <laughs> what? I think, I think, uh... I didn't know that, it, but that wouldn't it? surprise me. Sam Smith probably did win one. I know Mac Miller won a BET award. Yeah, but, like... For what, though? I'm gonna look it up here in a minute. For, like... I mean, I, I don't remember what Mac Miller won for, but I know he at least attended the BET Awards, and I know he walked up on stage at one point. I don't remember what <laughs> album, I don't remember what song. That is crazy to me. I just bring up the Grammys because, like, it's still, like, the Oscars. Like, that's the highest yeah. thing in music. So, like, people put, you know, Grammy-nominated, blah, blah, blah. Or... Sam Smith is so far the only Caucasian artist to have won uh, an award, and they won it in 2015. For what? Uh, for best new mm. artist. At the BET. That doesn't make any sense. At the BET. <laughs> so Awards. did they nominate him, them because they were like this person is black because of their voice, and then they were they found out and it was too late to change for it. For someone who doesn't know, the BET Awards is a Black Entertainment Television Awards. And Sam Smith is very much Caucasian. <laughs> He's great though. He's a good singer. He's a great artist. I love, I love, I love his music. Amazing. There's only one song I will forever be kind of mad that it came out. And that's Gimme. That's fair. But like, he shouldn't be winning a BET award. Yeah, but if you make that argument, Eminem shouldn't even attend that award. But it's He Eminem. shouldn't. But I feel like, I feel like intending, Eminem isn't black. Like, I feel like intending is different from winning an award. Yeah. Especially but, for Best New Artist. Yes. If they're like, if you're being nominated and winning for these awards, I think that's just makes their whole argument false now. Can you look it up? I think Eminem, like, was nominated. I didn't see anything for Mac Miller. For Besides a tribute that 
you got. So. Yeah. Which, I mean, I'm thankful that they did tribute him because he was actually really good. But I think Eminem has been nominated for the VET Awards. Mm-hmm. Four times. Video of the Year, Male Artist Video of the Year. What? And then he did that Donald Trump thing. I forgot about that. That's an awfully hot coffee pot. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> the fact that you know the, the way that you know that hurts me. It's TikTok. That's fair. It's still on TikTok. Bro, literally, I seen a Is video. It still on TikTok? Yes, I seen somebody do like the. Ah, that's hot. That's an awfully hot. <laughs> okay, that's like, kind of funny. I'm like, shut up. But like, like, they do the hand motion and then it segues into I don't know. The only one of these that I think is, like, you know, passable is the collaboration one. But, like, I think that the lines shouldn't be blurred at these war- awards. What because, song was it? Well, Because 2010? What did he do in 2010? 50 something or 50 cent, I bet you. 50 cent? 2010? Wait a minute. Uh, 2010, 2010. It don't, yeah, it don't go back that far. You gotta, like, actually go through. Like, you might have to go to the website, like, Wikipedia or something. But, I, I think it just... That's why, like, that's why, like, even, like, the Grammys, like, or just in motion pictures, anything like oh, that. Oh, it was forever. That is hilarious. <laughs> that is funny. Did it win? Um, no, he was only nominated. Who won? That's the nominees. I don't know. Don't ask me. Right now. Oh, it was Empire State of Mind. That is a beautiful song. That I is get an amazing it. song. You know I get it. I think I actually like that song better live than I do um, the studio version because Alicia Keys gets so passionate about it. It's like my favorite thing because you can tell like how much she loves being from New York. And I always love it when you can hear that in someone's voice, like how passionate they are about this song. Never heard about that in about Omaha. Video phones should not be on this There's list. There's songs. I can show you songs after it. Who's happy to be back from Bro, Omaha? Bro, I showed Grace this song. Are you talking about that one that with Omaha, Eric? Omaha, Nebraska. Please stop. <laughs> and then, oh my god. There's another song I have to show you after this. Oh we're, we're getting off track. We, what track are we on? I'm just saying. What track are we I was gonna on? Make, I was going to make another point, actually. Is that okay. I just think that the lines shouldn't be blurred like this. Because it's like, if... You know, they can do this, and what's to stop, like, uh, Morgan Wallen from being nominated at the Latin Grammys, you know? There's... He better not get us <laughs> I'm going to throw hands if you do. Oh, my God. I just, you know, it's just, I don't think that, I get why Eminem is nominated, but I don't, aside from the collaboration thing, I just don't think that he should be, because it's the BET Awards. Yeah. Same thing with Sam Smith. I, yeah, I don't think anyone Caucasian, or any other race, I don't think they should be nominated and for sure not win a BET award it's in any ce- yeah. way. It's literally the BET It's award. celebrating black culture and they're not black, so. Yeah, and so, I like, I like I understand comp and collaborations, like, or, you know, if you're, if you're like a feature on a song and you haven't do like, I get if you win it because you're like on that song, you know? But like, if it, if, I don't think you should be on there if you're any other race besides African American. Yeah. Excuse me. I think so. I, I've been thinking about this right, like the whole time we've been talking about award shows. Low key, I get why people want to be nominated. Like, obviously, you want to get like the award and everything. But even being nominated, people are gonna do stuff like what we're doing and like look back. Like people who actually care about music. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna say like the general fan, but like people who are gonna like look back. 
because I don't know, I'm weirdly nerdy about music sometimes, and sometimes I'm just like, bro, he ain't really good. And then I like search up all his music. I'm like, oh my god, this is real great. Did he ever get nominated? Like he should have got like best new artist. Like this, this album is really good for when it around this time, like. Because, like, looking at, like, staring at the best group, it's crazy that the New Boys is on there. Was it a Yeah, I know. Okay. But they're sure. forever solidified as being nominated. That's fair. As the New Boys. And I don't know, I, I don't know where they are at today. Hopefully they're doing great in life, but I... Shout out to the New Boys. Like, what, what, what have they done recently? I have no idea. I've but not they've heard that been name. nominated. You have, I have not heard that name in years. And and then you're going to get people who are going to be like super nerdy about music and then they're going to do research and then they're going to go back and they're going to be like, who is this new boy? Like, I'm pretty sure the TikTok kids are going to be like, who are new boys? And then they're going to go back and be like, oh, this is really bad. But like... Wow. It's interesting to me how sorry. No, you're good. How some of these are like, you know, they're still accurate and then some of these are just like miserably like off the target. Like the I'm looking at the Young Stars Award and like Kiki Palmer has like just become more and more famous with like each year and like ever like since she did Nope, I feel like that really like propelled her into the mainstream. So the other, no- to, I mean, to, okay, to, to Selena Gomez, Willow Smith, Tyler James Williams, and Lil JJ are the other. <laughs> Who's Lil JJ? I don't know. I only, I don't know him, but I think, is this like, um, yep. oh, he, he was on Everybody Hates family. Chris, so I know all the other people, so. That's not his only role, he and he in that uh, he was, current show, I forgot what it's called. Uh, uh, Abbott Elementary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that show, that I've only really seen him on TikTok. But Willow Smith is yeah. killing it right now. Willow Smith is fire. Her 100%. music is amazing. If yeah, you're going to listen to anything that we recommend today, listen to Willow Smith. And Jamie Foxx. No. Listen to Blame It on Alcohol. I didn't. I'm listen not co-signing this. <laughs> listen to that song Jamie Foxx did with Drake. Because I actually like that song. Outside of the joke, I called? like that song. I don't remember, but I, I like that song. Listen to the song uh, with Jimmy Fox, I Got Depression, with uh, Vikenny Beat. That's not. What? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Jimmy Fox working with Kenny Beats. I know. I just said that. That'd be funny. What have you guys been listening to? Coil Array. Mm, yup. Is that it? Uh, Coil Array, DDG, because big DDG fan over here. Um. I can go through and like actually. I'm a, I'll like, look at like mine too. While they're looking, this has now become a Coil Array fan podcast. No, it hasn't. So no, it hasn't. I haven't been a really big fan of her for a minute, but I just listened to her uh, self-titled album, Koi. Fire, gas, amazing. Uh, in my opinion, I give it a good seven out of ten. I think the way she flips between singing, the way she uh, and rapping, and her different styles on each different song is amazing. And I just think the whole album is really well, like constructed, and just put together. Just in terms of your ears, it's just amazing. I think if you're, I think if you've been listening to Koi, this is like a great level up from the last album. I think the last album was really good. Uh, I think it was called Trendsetter. It, I think it is called Trendsetter. It's really good. Like, that album, great songs. But, like, you could tell she, like, 
was like, I want to get better. And, like, she's, like, worked with people that are actually really good. Um, okay. So, for me personally, I sort of... <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. Okay. I, I didn't have anything else. I, I've sort of been just falling down, like, a, a past decades sort of rabbit hole. So, I've been listening to Fiona Apple, Garbage, the band, uh, Alice in Chains... And then there was this album that I saw at when we went to Homer's, which is the music store here, and it just had like a really interesting album cover to me. So I was like, I want to check this out, and it's called "Alchemy for the Dead" by Spotlights, and I gas. liked it. Like, look at this album cover. I was just like, this is intriguing. So I listened yeah. to it. It was it was pretty. It was cool. Like it's um this mix of like. There's a little bit of synth, a little bit of, like, grunginess. It's, it's sort of like spacey grunge. That's the best word I could put for it. Like, the mixing, sometimes the, the vocals get a little uh, lost in the instrumentation, but, like, it's still enjoyable, and I would recommend it. So that's my pick for this episode. Uh, recently... And I have a topic now that, now that I'm looking at my music, actually. I listened to the new Juice World and Corday song, Doomsday. I, like I listened to the new Young Thug album because I had to, you know. You had to for the culture. I had to. I love I love Young Thug, though. Coil Ray, like we just talked about. Uh, Figure Out by Logic. Uh, the Michael album, I'm still listening to a lot. And uh, a little bit of self-promo. I'm dropping an album. And I've been listening to... A different, a different age by Current Joys, because that song is like inspiring some stuff going on. But my music is ma- basically just like trying to have fun and a little bit of sadness. I'm not gonna lie, and that's basically me all the time, though. Word for all of our listeners: When you say you're dropping an album, are you actually gonna be dropping an album, or are you gonna pull Travis Scott and always talk about it? And then, <laughs> and then three, drop it like three years later. Then drop three years later, or just never drop it. No, nah, I want to drop it before I turn twenty-seven. I want to drop it when I'm twenty-six. So it's it's probably gonna come out next year. But I want to work with a whole bunch of people. So that's like the goal. I have like three songs written. I have like an idea for the the whole concept of it, which I'm not gonna spoil. But what have you been listening to? I have been listening to. I just listened to the Young Thug album last night. Personally. The majority of the album was a skip. I'm just going to leave it there. Um, like two, maybe three good songs. Uh, Coiler Ray always bops the whole album. And then I started getting uh, back even more into Baby Keem. This whole month, I've been like on a Baby Keem kind of like... Tune Phone Baby Keem. Baby Keem, bro. <laughs> I've been just like on a big Baby Keem way recently. I don't know why, but... He's fun to listen to. He is. It's just been like ramping up. Like whenever I have excess energy, like it's nice just to like listen, play while driving, and just like bust that out, you know. So his melodic blue, the deluxe version, I've just been listening to heavy. Like uh, Coleray for recent times because it just came out like two or three days ago, and then the melodic blue just like this entire month, and it's been on that vibe, just random songs from that whole vibe in general. So nothing specific, just I don't know, like That's fair. funny antsy rap. Yeah. Kinda. Like I wouldn't necessarily antsy, but energetic. Yeah. Yeah, hyper. Yeah, hyper energetic <laughs> yeah. type rap is what I've been to recently. So the the topic that I was thinking about 
How do you guys feel about like posthumous release, like releases, like somebody passed and then people are just dropping songs and songs and albums and albums? That depends on how they handle it. Like, there's a tasteful way to do it, and then there's like a clear this is a cash grab. I don't like it when an estate or whoever's doing it like releases things that are like clearly this was a demo. Or, you know, these vocals are super rough and they weren't supposed to be like this. Like, for example, when... Okay, this isn't... I'm just like, the thing that just popped in my mind is when uh, Drake had the Michael Jackson feature on his album. Like, those vocals I don't think were ever supposed to be released. Like, it doesn't even really sound like him. And I just... There's a rumor that it's not actually Michael Jackson. I wouldn't surprise me because it really doesn't sound like him. It sounds like an imitation. I'd be more surprised if I die, meet Michael Jackson, and Michael Jackson's like, yeah, man, those are actually my own vocals. I'd be more surprised about that. Because it just, it doesn't sound like him. And I, I feel like a lot of the time when an artist dies, the, if it's not like directly with the family or like the people who care about this music, they just want to put out tracks and like, you know, greatest hits albums or like, you know, put put together a bunch of unfinished demo things and then slap them and call that like a sixth album or whatever. And I'm like, that's not cool. But on the flip side of that, the way that Mac Miller's family handled the release of Circles, I thought was great. And all the things that they've released since he's passed, I've been like, this makes sense. This feels right. Like the, what they just did with them. Um, the 10th anniversary of watching movies with the sound off and then when they released uh the i think what is that mixtape called that they put on i think it's called i love life thank you and then they they put it on spot they put it on streaming services and i was just like this feels and then faces yeah put faces on streaming services i was like i know that's not really like a a post yeah it's just re-release yeah but it's just like updating the sound of it definitely with circles i I think think that was great because the reason why I asked that is because uh, I forgot who did it. But I'm going to... Anyways, I'm going to talk about it in a little bit. But I think the best way to do it is the same way that you said. Like, if it's tasteful, it's really beautiful. Like, swimming and circles coming out really great. But I, mean, I think like, the way they handled X's passing, like Tentacion and releasing skins was kind of like... I don't... like. I love it as a fan, but I know deep down in my heart that it's not that good. And then there's also like, like you said, Juice, Juice World, World, where it's like, Juice World could rap his ass off. Mm. He probably has like, he m- has songs. He has, in the bank. yeah. I know. Like I saw a statement once where who is he? Like, who do you have a record with? Like, who is he signed to? Um, uh, I think Atlantic, if I'm not wrong. If I, I think like something like yeah, Atlantic has like technically two more songs uh, two more albums worth of songs that he has recorded and and then like, he just has songs with people like the song with Corday he, he released like they they recorded that nothing leaked and then it came out and I was like this is really good from like a fan standpoint but like knowing that Juice World had like a whole idea for like the video and it didn't even come out like the way he wanted it which I mean Makes sense because he's passed away. Still like lyrical lemonade, though. Yeah, like, they lyrical still did an amazing music video. Did the best what they could do. I do, and personally speaking, I have not listened to like the after death Juice World albums. Like, uh, like the last album I fully listened to was Death Race for Love, which is his last album when he was alive. I have not listened to 
I've listened to parts of Legends Never Die, but never want to sit the whole thing through it. And, um, it was a, oh, it's just Alexa Fighting Demons. But, like, even then, I've, all, all, like, all I've been listening to from Drew's World nowadays is just from Good, uh, Good Riddance, Death Race, yeah. and, like, a song from Legends Never Die. It also depends for me how much of a hand the artist had in the stuff before they died. Because if it's, like, a record where you can tell they were planning to release it, and they had, like, a vision that is mostly or fully realized on it, that's okay. But if not, I'm like, I don't feel like that's your right to release stuff that they don't consider finished, because there's probably a reason it's still in the vault. So I think you should just keep it there. Like, Prince has, like, thousands of songs that are still unreleased. He had, like, 16 albums, but it's like, there's a reason that he didn't release them, and we may never know what it is, and that's just gonna have to be okay. Because not everything that they made is intended for us to hear. So, so. the reason, uh, the, the thing that I want to go back to is, like, the reason why I even bring it up is because obviously AI is becoming more of a thing. There's, like, AI Spongebob, Family Guy, and, like, all AI these Drake. shows. AI Drake. And the reason why I want to bring it up here is because he's been gone for so long that it's weird that I I got like recommended an AI Biggie song. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, he's passed away and you have an AI song. And it was just because I think it was Timbaland who made it and he was like, I always wanted a song with Biggie. And it's like, I get that like from you being a fan, but like literally like why do you want to have like not even the actual biggie on your song you have like ai biggie it's not even like a verse that he didn't have like a verse that he recorded but never released it's like literally you just was like make it biggie's voice and that's it well i think that's different then because like you just said it's not even them it's not something that they wrote or had any part in it's something someone created on the computer. But now it's like a part of his legacy though. Yeah, like, but like he was it, he didn't make there. that. It was, I think it's like mostly the way I would the way I'm looking at it right now, it's kinda like, yeah, we have Biggie's legacy and all that. And then Cliff Notes, someone did this with his name. It's not him, but he did it with his name. I think doing anything AI taking is taking out of the human out of any of the songs. I think they're just a little too polished. Yeah, I think for me, like, if we're, like, kind of circling back to the Drake AI thing, some of those were bombs. Some of those were fire. Some of those were really good. Yeah. But whenever I would talk, uh, if I would talk about them, I would talk to them, to them as Drake AI. So I know it's, like, Drake's voice, technically, quote-unquote, but it's not him. He mm-hmm. didn't write it. He didn't write yeah. his other songs. But... <laughs> At least he rapped them, though. He, he does write but, it. But, but... I think it's just like a whole other entity. Yeah. I don't think it's cool for people to claim this is this person specifically because it takes up the human. Yeah. I think what makes music so good, so amazing, is that it's human. Nothing's ever going to be amazing without the main person there. Like, if, let's say, Tyler the Creator croaks tomorrow, and in a year, a Tyler, the quote unquote Tyler the Creator album releases, I'm going to listen to that. Because I know, like, Tyler Creator is one of those people who wants to have a hand in every aspect of his albums, of what yeah. he does to his legacy, anything like that. So and the he, rollout for it, too. Exactly. And so if I think they make one after he's dead, it's not going to be good. Yeah. It's it's not it's something he didn't want. Yeah. Or if I think it's something like... Uh, 
Like Juice World. Yeah, I mean, but even then, like, same thing. Like, I think, like, he would like to have a hand in everything he does. I think that if we're talking to someone who just does who does music just for the money of it, I feel like they would sell their voice away to keep making money. A hundred percent there's like, artists like that. Like Lil Pump. No, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, like, man. Like, if we're thinking, like, the evil side of it, some big artists, you know, they're like, yo, I want, I want to make more money, but I want to stop rapping. I want to stop making music, but I want to keep making money. I will give these people the licensing to use AI to use my voice. No repercussions. I get this amount of money for it. What you artist know? do you think would do that? Drake. <laughs> I don't think Drake would do that. You don't think so? <laughs> I think... You think using AI is different from using a ghostwriter? We're yes. bashing on Drake a lot, and I actually like Drake. Too. He's dope. Yeah. He was like my third most played artist last year. Yeah, but he's really good. He fucks up a lot. Yeah, but we're just I okay for us personally. I think we love music so much we only have to think critically of it and just take it to the extremes. It's just that I know Very that he nitpicky. can be good. He's just like yeah. he has little flashes of like greatness, and then he does stupid stuff. So it's like. I know you could, but you just don't because you don't have to. And that bothers me because I feel like a great artist is like no matter what level they're at, they will always try. So I, I think I think Drake's goal is to make hip hop the biggest. Like It already genre. is the biggest. It's not anymore. What is it? It's it's like second or third now because none of the big artists dro- like there's hasn't what? been there hasn't I don't think been, that's what, are you talking about globally or like in America globally oh, okay it's, it's not number one anymore because all the artists like all the big artists so what's number are one? like not dropping anything I think it's country again if if I'm not wrong I think the biggest streaming numbers is like well, either are we just going off pop. of streaming because I don't think that's the only well I mean if you go off the numbers in general I think I... there's no big rap songs there hasn't been a number one rap album a number one rap song this year if we're looking at global pop, I guess. Generous, it generally is pop rock the 90s the 80s soundtracks hip hop rap trap R&B dance and electric slash house the 70s soul and blues those are globally gold that I can't speak right now. The top ten around the world. And yeah. Well, actually, that makes sense because, you know, teenagers are the people who are, you know, consuming music the most. And from what this says, the genre they like the most is pop. But I think... And then hip-hop. How many numbers are... Because I think they can get, like, more pinpoint numbers off of, like, Spotify, like, any other, like, streaming services than they can, like, the radio. You know I don't mean? think this is radio. I think well, this like, is everything. That's what I'm saying, because, like, I know my mom isn't listening to music off of Spotify or anything like that. They're listening off the radio. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't think radio... I don't know anything about radio, but I don't think radio is like, oh, we have specifically 1,237 people listening to right now. But if you look on Spotify, you can tell they have X amount of monthly listeners. You can tell which people are listening to which globally. So... I think it's kind of skewed to the younger generation because they're the ones listening to on apps more often. Yeah. Like, they have phones on them. That's why it's funny to me when people are like, Ice Spice had more Spotify listeners than the Beatles. I'm like, well, duh, because the people who are listening to the Beatles are not listening to them on the Spotify. <laughs> so I think that it's, like you said, looking at just the like global listeners that people have is not always an accurate indication of what is, like, you know, globally popular, because you're only thinking about this one 
specific generation. Y'all just think about America. That's so, all y'all think about. Like, and I think that's why they added the Global 200, because, you know, what we're listening to is not necessarily what everybody else is listening to, because I still pe- see people say, how is Bad Bunny so popular? That's what Leo's like, about to say. Bad Bunny is so much more popular than Drake. That man is Drake. huge. That man, it, like, Drake can't even touch that man. Like, he had, I'm pretty sure he had the number one selling best album of last year. He did. And I think... Bad Bunny is like, he is, that guy is massive, and just because you don't hear him on the radio does not mean that he's not being listened well, to. the thing is, like, the reason they don't listen on the radio is because the they people on the radio, Spanish. they don't speak Spanish. Yeah, I know. You know? And it's like, you'd think that they would have a little bit more, you know, understanding after... But this is America. It's just like, <laughs> it's interesting to me that it's like, you know, with this K-pop recent invasion, and then uh, how big Despacito was... Literally, like, what, six years ago, you know? Yeah, that thing was everywhere, but it's because Justin Bieber was on it. I know. I think, which is dumb. I think no and matter... He did good. It's just overplayed him. No opinion. matter who you are, I think you should try to go to a Bad Bunny concert. It looks like it's the most fun shit in the world. And you can tell that man is involved in his music. He's passionate about what he does. So Yeah, but he's also in a big controversy, last time I heard. So we're gonna oh, for what? The, uh... Never mind. I just don't know the logistics of it, so I don't want to get into it too much. Okay. You know, yeah, it's all—it's all like, it's all hearsay or like secondhand info that I know of it. So I don't want to get too much into it. All I know, roughly, it's kind of like ageist or uh, maybe like racist. Um, I don't think it's racist. No, it's just because there's a lot of newer people. Oh, we're making like newer artists in the his like the Spanish music genre that are doing music differently or taking a lot more influences from outside of like Mexico and all that stuff, like out of like South, like just more like different types of music. And in Mexico specifically, there is a lot of racism between where you are within Mexico. Um, and so there's just a whole bunch of hearsay of like Bad Bunny's like, well, he can't really be singing these type of songs, or because he is singing these type of songs, it's I'm not considering it this specific genre because he's this generation from this place. Like I said, I could be enti- like kind of entirely wrong on the whole Bad Bunny controversy because I'm not in tune into his controversies like that. I try not mm-hmm. to be into those type of things. That's not me. So that is definitely really, me with rap. That, and that's not me in general at all. So I and so if anyone really knows anything about it, let me know, inform me. I'd like actually to know a little bit. But it's something I just really don't seek out that often. That's fair. But like even then there's just like so many there's so many places that make different type of music. Not everything's gonna be popular everywhere. But Bad Bunny was everywhere. Yeah. Hundred percent. As he should be. As hey, pop off bro. Like he's real fucking good. He's I, really good. I don't speak Spanish. Every time I every time I hear a song, I'm like, this is a vibe. I love this. And that's also something I'd like to point out is that I feel like a lot of people limit themselves um what they're listening to just because they don't speak that language. But there is so much good music out there that isn't in English and I'm just like I think about that a lot. I'm like, I wonder how much I'm missing just because I don't know like to look for it but like it's a banger and i can still enjoy it even if i don't understand the words necessarily because it's not about the words it's about the music yeah so that's fair yeah i just i mean we can go into like that in terms of music itself because i know a lot of people 
who listen to music and the first things they listen to is just the lyrics. Mm-hmm. They don't hear the bass, they don't hear the drums, they don't hear anything else, they just hear the lyrics. You know, that's what they're paying attention to. Mm-hmm. With pe- other people, vice versa, it's the other thing around. They're only listening to the beats, they're only listening to the music, you know? And I feel like there's subcategories of each specific thing. Like, oh, I'm only look, like, listening to this type of like flows, I'm only really listening to the drums, I'm only listening to the guitar, the bass, anything like that, you know? I'm just listening to the vibe of the music. There's and, certain things in music that I will gravitate more toward, more towards. Like, if you have a great bass line, that's the first check off my list because I love good bass lines and I love good drumming. And if it's got real crisp production, I also love synths. Anything with like really great synthy vibes, I love that. Why are you laughing? Because I know, bro. I literally <laughs> just know. Every um, time a synth comes on, you're like, oh my god. I, I do do that. Is he it? And I'm like, okay. Because they're amazing, dude. <laughs> I'm like, y'all vibes with it, but like, I ain't really. Well, it's just, it's like. It don't grab me like it grabs you. There's, yeah. there's some things that like. If I listen to it in, like, my good headphones, I'm like, this sounds amazing. And then it's, like, if I listen to it, you know, on a speaker or, like, in the car or something, it might be different. So, like, just really good production grabs me. But I think for me it would be, like, production and then, like, lyrics are important to me, but I sort of judge like, lyricism differently by, like, what artist I listen to. Like, I'm not going to expect the same type of lyricism from... Great. <laughs> we gotta stop At drinking. all. <laughs> we gotta stop I was gonna say, I don't, give me a corny rapper. Logic. Logic. But Logic That's used to have good lyrics. Logic okay. still has good okay, lyrics. I'm not gonna... just, he gets perceived as corny. And like you said, it's like the Drake thing. No, I know you said don't bring him up, so but like right, bring that man up. <laughs> it's it's literally like he has like pocket moments where it's like these lyrics are really good and then you hear other songs and you're just like, This man is really corny. Right. I don't feel that way. I fucking love logic, but I, I know you guys feel that way. Okay, let me say it this way. I don't I don't expect lyric uh, like logic type of lyrics from Young Thug. I would hope not. Nah. <laughs> He's not biracial. Nah. Young Thug Young Thug <laughs> could, saying, Young Thug could pull off those lyrics, but I, he'll make it sound fun because his his voice is more of the instrument. I know I know. But that's what I'm saying, like I just don't think like, because they're not to say they're still within rap two different subgenres, obviously, but I just think the way that Logic would argue, like, just talk about it, the way he just carries his voice, the way he talks, the way he is in his music, is different from how Young Thug does on his music, you know? So I wouldn't, like, I could see Young Thug doing something that Logic's doing, you know? And I don't think I can see it the other way. I can't see Logic doing a Young Thug thing, in my opinion, like, well... Yeah, yeah, you there know? you go, yeah. You know, but, like, I think, but, like, my my image when I think of a Young Thug song or a Logic song, it's their respective flows, their respective ways of carrying their voice, their songs, and all that stuff. So, I, that's why, like, for what Grace was saying, with lyricism, I don't expect that much indeed from a specific person than I do from someone else, because that's not how they do their music. Like, that's, that's not how they talk. That's not know. how they are. That's not how they write. Because I might expect something more visually, like, appealing in terms of the lyrics. Like, they're like they're writing the story with their words. Where other people, they're just kind of, they're just bitten bars. It's not a story. Yeah. Or just, just making fun around. music. Yeah, they're just making fun music, you know. And I don't expect the same type of words, the same type of, like, 
bars from each artist. Yeah. I think that's a disservice to the artist. Like, you don't go into, you know, a Post Malone album expecting the same level that you hold a Kendrick album to, and that's okay, because they make different types of music. Because Post Malone is better. <laughs> I was, I was getting there. I was going to make that joke. I just didn't know how to... I was going to be like, it's because Post Malone be on that, like, high level. That like, next high level, level stuff. Like, nah. When he made beer bongs and Bentleys, I was like... Man, the concept of beer bongs and Bentleys? Beer bongs and Bentleys. Oh, my God. <laughs> no one the could put that <laughs> I actually don't really like that album that much. <laughs> Stoney's a little bit better. I like Ho- Hollywood's Bleeding. I think that's his most passionate album. It is. But We're not talking about him again. We talked about him last. <laughs> we talked about Drake for like, you know, 10 and minutes. And I just years away from Drake <laughs> I for love so you, Posty. Long. Oh, yeah. Shout out, Posty. I shout do out like Post Drake. Long. Shout out, Young Thug. And Ice Spicy. No one was talking about her. <laughs> I love you, Ice Spice. Keep dropping music. This ain't no Ice Spice fan account. The only thing I hated was that Barbie World song. Oh, you did? Was not, I did not I like didn't it. Listen to I it. didn't listen to it either. I did either. not like it. I did not was it because like of her or was it just because of the song? It was because of Nicki Minaj and her. I just didn't like the beat. There was nothing entertaining about that song Does to he, me. Uh, Ice Spice have a song coming out with Taylor Swift? She did she already. Did, it's yeah, a, it's a remix of one of Taylor Swift's songs. Was and it's better good? than the original. Was I like it, it more good? than the original. No. I haven't listened well, okay. to it. It's, not, it's only not good because it's like... Ice Spice. No, it's not. It, well, Taylor yes, it, it's, oh, okay. a, it's a little mix. It's like, it's because I don't want to hear Ice Spice over that. And it's just, it's not me. It's not what I like from Ice Spice. So I'm just like, I, I personally don't like it, but it's not horrible. I'd have to listen to it. I love Ice Spice, though. I hope she gets better. I hope she doesn't get stuck in that lane like the baby did, where it's like, she only does the same thing. Let's he has the go. same flow, bro. Speaking of people who dropped off, the baby. God, then there's one guy. Home. There's one guy on TikTok keeping him alive. There's not one guy. There's a whole team of women <laughs> twerking to shake some. But he made that song to for TikTok though. Let's be honest. And it's on the charts. That doesn't mean he's, much. He's that, we just talked about the charts don't mean much. I know, I know, but the charts is like the numbers. So what do you think is like significant then? And music, like me personally, I I I agree with y'all. I I love the passion of it, but numbers are numbers. If there, if somebody's on, they're obviously going to make another song. They're going to keep going with their career. You could be passionate, but if every if people don't like it and you're not getting the numbers, then the record label isn't going to resign you. Or if they do resign you, it's for less, and then you have less money to work with. So like numbers is important for the artist, but as a fan, is the passion. That's fair. I don't know. I think I think the numbers do matter. I just don't think the charts matter. Yeah. I think it's just a good indication of like who's the most popular right now, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're most popular like with music fans. It's the general public's opinion. Yeah, that, I guess. And yeah. I think well, do you follow hard. all the people on the charts? Like, I, I mean, do. I haven't listened to a Morgan Wallen song in my exactly, life. and he's like huge right now. I like, know. That man has American a chokehold. It's pretty decent. But. He's racist. Hey, look, it came on the radio. I was like... Is he racist? Yeah, that's why he had a yeah. whole controversy. Is that, I don't follow the man. Well, now I'm telling you. So man, now that man's know. racist. Y'all listen to him? <laughs> like man, said, this is America. Like you said earlier, it man. Doesn't, the controversy made him bigger. Yeah, it really did, though. Like, that's just like all I publicity. Hear, I didn't hear his name before then. Yep. And everybody started flocking to him. And then he got, like, a number one album after that. So I, do, I do think we need to wrap it up, though. Oh, yeah. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening to our rant about Drake. 
Um, and that's the title. Drake. Drake. We think Drake sucks. No. Drake. Drake. That's what are you, Soldier Boy? <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Uh, we'll be doing more stuff. Like I said, we're going to start doing other things. Just give us a moment to get there. But expect great big things from us. Love ya. Bye. Bye. We're not done recording.